everybody, and welcome to episode 200 of Tailgate Talks, proudly powered by the nation. We're excited for uh, Tailgate number 200 with you guys. It's been uh, a lot of fun over the past, I think, three years now we've been doing this, so a lot of fun times. Hopefully some more fun times ahead, and well, we got a fun podcast ahead because Texas Tech beat Baylor in the butt bowl on Saturday. Joey McGuire besting his former uh, school, so that's fun. We're going to dive into that. We're going to give some mid-season grades, uh, look ahead to the last six games, and then, of course, we're going to preview this upcoming game against Kansas State as they head to Lubbock for a night game at the Jones. We're excited. Lots of fun stuff to talk about and to catch everything that we are doing here at Tailgate Talks. Make sure you are following us. Follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Give us those five-star ratings, five stars for the tailgate. And if you listen to us on Apple, we always appreciate those reviews. Also, follow our social media accounts. We are on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. Give us a follow there. That's where we do most of our interacting. Uh, But we also have Facebook and Instagram. Also, give that YouTube channel a follow. It's where we post videos weekly, uh, either game recaps, mid-season reviews, Uh, And then predictions for the upcoming games. We post that all there, so subscribe to the YouTube channel. And lastly, anything for the tailgate, anything you want us to talk about, anything you want us to discuss on the show, you can always email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. We're going to start this thing off right. Well, Dustin, the Red Raiders headed to Waco on a Saturday night and they came back with a W. The Texas Tech Red Raiders defeating the Baylor Bears 39 to 14 in Waco, getting Joey McGuire's first win. Over the Baylor Bears, the school that he had worked at for five years, uh, worked under Dave Aranda, so finally got the best of him as Baylor beat us last year. But he got your revenge, and then, of course, this is your first win in Waco since returning to the home-and-home. Home. So it was a nice win on uh, Saturday night. Dustin, your thoughts on the dominant victory over the Baylor Bears? Dominant's right. Yeah, that was very impressive. We finally got the 60 minutes of us in, a, in an actual yeah. game. That's what it looked like. Finally got a look. Finally <laughs> got got it, and, and they made shirts out of it instantly. <laughs> yeah. Sixty minutes of us meant wait till game six yeah. to see sixty but, minutes of us. Yeah, very impressive looking win. Um, it's nice to handle business. Like you were pretty relaxed yeah. watching that game the whole time. Like very impressive all around. Like every level of your offense defense special teams all three facets of yeah. your game was nice like there was no worries about that you didn't even come out with injuries that you're concerned about like super super great showing in game on the road and got revenge for last year you know i've been saying it for a while like this is our like arch nemesis right now and to yeah. defeat them and get over that hump that's that's big for that locker room and the mentality of stuff because we they manhandled us last year and we manhandled them this year. Like that was a big boy football game right there from Texas Tech. 
Yeah, it was definitely like the the script flipped from last year. Oh, you know, exactly. Like last year they, it's they the exact they, same. They, like, <laughs> yeah, it really was because they dominated you on the ground. Guess what? You dominated them on the ground. Taj Brooks, 170 yards. Just every time that you needed to get a first down, give it to Taj. He would get those yep. fight, get those yards. Um, there was only really one time they had to sweat the game. Like you said, it was nice to just kind of watch this game after they scored that long touchdown and went for two. <laughs> You're like, all right, here, like, even at that point, it was still what a, a three possession game. Yeah, let me look. Hold on, I got. I think because they cut it to twenty one, and I remember that in our text group, somebody was like twenty four three to twenty four eleven. So okay. still a three possession game, but so yeah. yeah, they still that was as close as they got, and then you're like, all right, what kind of drive are you going to have here? And then you went down the field, scored, yeah. and that essentially put the game away right after that. So uh, just really impressive performance all around. Your defense showed out in this game. Um, you know, you got beat a couple times passing, but they did a lot of the bend, don't break, yeah. um, made made Baylor have to convert on fourth downs, and they could not do that. No. Um, Those are turnovers in then, my book. Yeah, those were turnovers. And then defensively, you finally got some pressure on the quarterback, which was nice to see. So really, like, this was, like we like we kind of joked about, this was really the first time you've seen 60 Minutes yeah. of Us. This is the first time you've seen this pass rush that they were talking about before the, no the start of the season, actually. Um, they fed the ball to Taj, and he, uh, you know, blessed us he with the, his, his beautiful performance. And, and really, like, your special teams did what they needed to do. And so all all facets of the game were clicking. The coaching staff called a great game. Kitley, yeah. I thought, did a good job offensively. And so, yeah, beautiful win for the Red Raiders. It was definitely one of those tests. Like, hey, midseason, Baylor was kind of that, hey, which are you still going to lose to this game or are you going to go out there and show that you're actually the better team? Uh, and they yeah. definitely yeah. showed that. So a definite confidence builder as you head into the back half of the season. Um, getting this win. Uh, Barron had one of his worst career games last oh, yeah. year against Baylor. Uh, it was much talked about in the broadcast, talked about how it was a bad performance. We all know what happened last year, Baylor. They had the 45-17 score on uh, throughout the weight room this week, and then Barron sure. bounced back big time, 19 for 26 for 180 yards, three touchdowns, and uh, one rushing touchdown. He did have one INT um, but overall, your thoughts on Barron in this game, and did he redeem himself uh, from that performance last year? No doubt he redeemed himself. And you can tell he's a little more healthy than he was last yes. week. We let him do a little more. He aired some balls out, which is what Barron does. He's a little more gunslinger than a couple of our previous quarterbacks and got him picked, but it also – Gave Baylor Cup a chance to go up and get a touchdown through a yeah. very lovely back shoulder to Koy Aiken. Like, I don't see other quarterbacks uh, that we've previously had recently trying those passes because those guys were right, not open yeah. um, at the time of the throw. And 19 26 and 180, when all you got to do is convert a couple passes here and there and let Taj do the most yeah. of the work. Like, great job of doing that. And I'm not looking at the stats of, oh, he got outperformed two weeks in a row. Well, yeah, that's because these other teams were down and we forced them to throw more. So, of course, Blake Shapin had 300-plus yards, but who cares? Yeah. It, they didn't score like we did. And he even had the rushing touchdown. That was a nice RPO yeah, that, that he play. kept and scooted his way in. So, yeah, very 
very nice in another pretty clean game, I'd say. A nice and efficient performance from him. Um, yeah, I think like those stats can be misleading. Like, oh, 300 plus yards for Blake Shape, and he, you know, um, doubled up Wharton in the passing game almost. He also it's, finally it's like, got, yeah, but they were finally got they, 10 receptions to a receiver. Miles Price, 10, 10 receptions yeah. this game. Yeah, and the it's misleading because you're dominating yeah. the run game. Like Baylor had to pass the ball if they were going to move the yards. That's the only way move the sticks. That's the only way they could move the ball down the field. They couldn't get anything on the ground, so they were going to have to throw the ball. Yeah. You had 186 total yards of rushing offense. You didn't need to. <laughs> nope. You didn't need to throw for 300 yards. I thought when he needed to throw the ball, he was really good. I thought his touchdown passes, those first two touchdown passes, were absolute dimes. Like perfect passes the back shoulder oh. to coy like that you mentioned was an amazing throw and then the 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 perfect placement to baylor cup on yeah. his first touchdown that was a, a defender right on him he had one place that he could put that ball and he yep. put it right there baylor made a nice catch and got the touchdown and then of course his third touchdown pass was just a really beautiful play call on that wheel route oh, yeah. with the tight end Easy. where baylor cup got that second baylor on baylor crime but yeah i thought he was really efficient i thought uh, he let the game come to him. Yeah. I thought he let Taj Brooks help. Uh, you know, Taj Brooks obviously helped the passing game a lot when when he's doing what he does. But he didn't force it. I thought you yeah. know he had that one interception where he he underthrew the guy. I you know, and and that might happen when you have a bit of a sore arm. Um, and it just seems like that's something that our quarterbacks do underthrow on some of he, those deep passes. I, I but did, overall, I notice while you're on that that when he's on the run, he tends to underthrow yeah. some guys. Um, we've seen it a few West Virginia yeah, there was that. last week, like wide open could be touchdown guys and he underthrows them. So I don't know what, what that is, but very nitpicky stuff right now. Yeah. There was that one to miles price where he had him in the end zone and he just, cause yeah. he's on the run. He just kind of shorts it and the ball bounces so. in or else price would have had a touchdown in an over hundred yard game, <sighs> which would have been nice. But ultimately like both of the run, Offense and the pass offense, I thought, really complemented yep. each other. Uh, let's get on to the guy who had uh, his career highs, and that's Taj Brooks. Brooks' time, uh, they had him uh, in the jersey reveal <laughs> doing the the like the Ladanian Tomlinson shout out uh, ESPN commercial, and then he goes out and has 31 carries for 170 yards, including a touchdown and a two point conversion that he converted <laughs> right after that. Uh, which was a nice little wildcat play. What were your thoughts about Taj Brooks in this game and just that dominating performance with 170 yards? Yeah, Taj is rolling. Feed that man. Now, we've also played two of the worst D-lines and tackling yeah. squads in the Big 12. But you're also doing what you're supposed to against those. You're enforcing your will, and you're letting Taj run through dudes. And, <laughs> yeah, get 170 yards and average over five a rush yeah and i mean we're gonna have to back off of that a little more as the season goes on and some defenses get a little better but hey while it's there milk it run them he's doing great for you and i love that kitley fell into it and was like we're gonna feed this dude you were a week early on your 30 carry yeah. prediction yeah. so you, you one week early. we'll give you credit for that one on a week behind basis but yeah, great game. Like loved it, and we obviously milked a lot of clock out of it too. Yeah, the time of possession uh, definitely has to be uh, quite in your favor on this game. I, ha I don't have that stat pulled up right here yet, but I'll look it up. But uh, it was just a fun performance to watch from him. 
uh, four straight games now going over 100 yards. Tom, Tom is 30-30. That's good. Which is a lot better. That's that's perfectly fine considering last year they had it like 40 to uh, yeah. 40 to 20. Um, so you'll take that. But, I mean, he was just so impressive. There were so many times where was, you needed three yards from him and he was able to get five. Um, and just strong, tough runs where even Baylor – you all out trying to stop the run and he's still able to uh break a tackle yeah. get it outside like that touchdown run he had was one where he had to kind of bounce it outside um avoid some tacklers and then got to the end zone like he just you just couldn't stop him that day um and and 30 touches was well deserved i'm glad kitley kept riding yeah. him like you said you're gonna face some tougher rush defenses especially coming up right now like this week um i'll be curious to see like are you gonna keep like I, I want him to get over 20 touches every game. I, I do think Cameron Valdez deserves a few more carries to kind of spell yes. him. Cause I don't want to work him so hard that you don't right. have him at the end of the season, you know, or risking injury or, or just you running it, running him into the ground. Um, so I would like to see him maybe spelled a few carries, but when he had it going, like he did, you, you just got to give the, the man the rock and let him go to work. And so it was a, a very impressive performance. Not one that we're used to having here at Texas tech with of guys rushing <laughs> no. for 30 times um, and, and everybody being like, hell yes, we're hell we yeah, running. So, uh, definitely uh, not the air raid offense, but it was enough to get the job done. 39 to 14 uh, your offense uh, really pacing the way for you there. Uh, what's your Kitley status update here now, Dustin? We, we're, we're two games removed from West Virginia where we were probably our harshest that we've ever been towards him. Uh, where are you at now two games later, two wins later? First off, when I read the script, you had Kittle status update. So I don't know if he's on your fantasy team and you're worried about him. He oh, had a great yeah. game last week. If you, he went three he for three. But the Kittle status update's great. <laughs> the Kitley status update, it's trending better. Like I mentioned, in the right direction. it's trending the right way. Um, I think, again, with Barron's kind of shoulder coming back, two weak rushing defenses, you have a great running back. He fell into running the ball way, way, way more and calling better stuff for Barron also. Uh, I'm not going to give him a ton of like props yeah. and praise and – boost him up on this pedestal because of that either. Now we're going to have a really good test this week and in the coming weeks as we play some blue and purple teams that are much, much better on defense and rush defense. So these next probably like three-ish weeks will really test him and see where he's at. Yeah, I think we keep giving him easy tests and he's passed it. You Which know, is like good. You said, two, two terrible running defenses. And, hey, you ace the test by giving the ball to Taj a lot. Um, which was pretty simple, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. pretty simple that, you know, fans like us can see, Hey, this is a great game. Yeah. Give Taj the ball. Um, yeah. This week I think is a, a really big test when you go up against a defense that, that is really good at stopping the run. And I think they give up under a hundred yards a game. If I, if I saw that correctly. So uh, I think like, this is definitely a good test. If the run's not working, what's he going to do? Is he going to panic? Uh, what's the pass game look like? I still think the pass game is, could be a little more creative. It feels like we, it feels like some of the passes get a little bit predictive and, and, and some of that has to do with maybe your receivers not being able to get open. And so, 
Um, and, and maybe some of that's still to do with Baron and, and what he's able to do with his arm if he, if he really can't go that deep. So you're trying to keep it short and intermediate. But uh, this is a good test for him upcoming. He, he's aced his last two tests, so we'll see what he does against Kansas State. But ultimately, like you're just happy that he's actually leaning into what everybody's asking him to do um, and, and actually giving Taj the rock. The defense was, uh, I think, one of the big stories of this game, Dustin. They finally got a pass rush. They got some pressure on the quarterback. One of the things that we've been asking for this whole season and hadn't really seen it yet, they were able to get six sacks, six sacks for the defense. Steve Linton had three of them. Steve Linton is alive. Uh, He is playing football for Texas Tech. It was good to see that. And then they held Baylor to 17 yards rushing. Uh, What were your thoughts on the defense's performance in this game against the Baylor Bears? Yeah, the defense was swarming. I mean, it's ridiculous that Reese had like 200-some yards rushing last year. And yeah. then this year, we hold them in into those almost single-digit marks. I mean, they had 60-some rushing yards, but then a lot of negative sack yards. Yeah. So that helps us with the overall look of 17. But, I mean, even when guys like Charles Esters – are making two sacks and I don't even know who he was before this. It's like, who's that guy? But I like him. <laughs> yeah, he was really good. He was really impressive, I thought, and and was just causing havoc, like almost as much as Steve Linton was yeah, in that game. Like just the way apparently Steve Linton had a really good second half against Houston. So he's put together three really good quarters. Uh, I even had a stat during that game for us that we went five straight quarters without we getting a touchdown scored on us with the second half yeah. of Houston and two, three quarters of the Baylor game. Mm-hmm. And that's ridiculously impressive. Like that's amazing that you don't get scored on, especially in this league with all the athletes yeah. and, and, and gunslingers out there. You don't even get let one slip by. So great performance by them all around. I mean, obviously the, the secondary once again, pretty bend but don't break back there didn't let him get loose behind him yeah. ben roberts again lead your lead team in tackles like he has another quiet great day like that's, that's just, he had a huge fourth down stop kind of early in does. the game like yeah i mean yeah you can't shout out all these guys enough at this from that performance yeah the rushing richard reese four yards four total yards, four yards. Uh, this game uh, their leading rusher had 21, uh, um, uh, and that was Dominique Richardson. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, he had Blake Shapin with minus 20 yards yeah, because of sacks and stuff. That brings that total down. But still, the total wasn't that big before nope. that, you know. Um, and so it was really impressive. Every time they tried to run the ball, it was like running into a wall. The only way that they could really generate any yards was kind of trying to do something on the outside. Um, that you had a couple breakdown plays. There's a couple times where you had a sack, and then you gave up a huge screen play to get the screens killed. That. Us. Yeah, the screen was killing us. Um, and then you had the the breakaway touchdown pass that uh, that broke the the scoring uh, the right. touchdown streak that you had. Um, but ultimately, other than that, I mean, you gave up one touchdown, you gave up two field goals, and and that's it. You know, you were able to play pretty. Uh, pretty good defense this game, shutting down an offense that really dominated you last year. And yeah, it was nice to see Steve Linton getting some uh, pressure back there, getting the three sacks, had the forced fumble. Um, I think he forced like two fumbles. They had four total. total fumbles that they only yeah. lost one. So I like that. Only lost on one. The ground. 
but yeah, you're you're glad that you're getting pressure. This was the first time like you were really able to get consistent pressure on the quarterback. You had 11 tackles for losses. That's beautiful. You know, six sacks. Those are things that are going to help you win games and shut teams down and are able to get those big kind of losses. Sets a team back, makes a second long, makes it a third long. And, and then you have stats like this from Baylor where they were um, four for 15 on third yeah, downs and one of six that. on fourth downs. That's stuff that you love to see. That's stuff that you had been doing and you flipped it. No doubt. You were 50, over 50% going for it on third down, 50% on fourth down, and they were under 50% going for it on third and fourth down. So every time you needed to get a stop, you were able to do that. Um, and, and it was just fun to see those guys get pressured. Guys like Charles Esters, like you say, who who's kind of starting to make a name for himself by getting yeah. into the backfield. Um, I thought Amarian Banks, Duda Banks, I thought he yeah. played a really Beautiful. solid game up, up front. Um, Rabbit was out there causing havoc. He was back and healthy, and he, and he was making plays. And so a lot of guys on this defense um, – a really exciting performance for them um, and gets me really confident about them moving on. Um, and you just can't say enough about this rush defense. Something that we haven't had at Texas Tech is no an way. ability to stop the run. Uh, so that's been super nice. Any other tidbits from this game that you want to discuss? No, man. Yeah, so, so let's reread some of those quick stats for you. Baron Morton again, 19 for 26 for 180 and three touchdowns and one a rushing touchdown, so four total yeah. touchdowns for him. Taj Brooks, 31 for 170 and a touchdown. Miles Price was almost your first 100-yard receiver, was 10 yards away, but he did get 10 receptions, so that's nice to see. 10 for 90. And then, of course, Baylor Cup, the Baylor on Baylor crime, had two catches, 34 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, was nice to see him get some action uh and and pay pay it off with with a couple end zone calls so uh and then once again defense six sacks 17 total rush yards and then they did have the one fumble recovery for a one nice. turnover uh so let's move over to club red and we got the dub that means club red is open somebody turn on some damn All right, the third time of the year, back-to-back -back weeks now, we are getting to open up Club yeah. Red for the Red Raiders after a victory. Dustin, I'll hand it over to you. Uh, offense, who's your Club Red VIP? First question, though, is is Taz just getting the automatic call here so we can shout out some other guys? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, he got the call last week, did the same yeah. thing, so he just gets to – I think he just get just, – like he just He just stays. gets to renew, and yeah. renew his membership, swipe his card, come on through like Costco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, good question, though, yeah. Brooks, you're in. Come on through. Um, who you got with you? How about Baylor Cup for me? He had the George Kittle stat line. I'll bring it back to that. Two catches, two touchdowns. We love tight end touchdowns to our big men especially when they're going through a lot of injuries in that room. We didn't even know if Baylor Cup was going to play or how much he would play, what he would play like. Tharp is banged up, didn't play. Um, so really good to see the Baylor on Baylor violence, action, crime there, whatever you're going to call it. I like that too, that he scored more touchdowns than the yeah. Baylor Bears did. Yeah, I like that. That's a good it's a good stat. Um, yeah, Baylor was definitely one of my choices. I don't know which way to go here. There's two options, I think. Um, 
I'm, I'm like Baron. Do I give him the? I think I'm just gonna give it to Baron. I think oh, I got to yeah. give it to Baron here. The redemption from last year's Baylor game, which was yeah. uh, one thing that we all know about, was talked about a lot. Uh, he came out there and led you to the victory. Sure, his numbers aren't anything that are gonna blow you away, but it, like we talked about, pretty efficient. 19 for 26 and four total touchdowns um, was really good. Those those three touchdown passes were were really nice, nice touch. And yep. so I'm gonna give it the nod to Baron here. Um, outside looking in miles price, you know, t- I thought he was really good for you this game time and time again, when you needed to get first downs or, or get some yards, he was there, um, his best g- game of the season so far. Uh, and then Koi Eakin, his first touchdown as a red Raider, uh, just yes. start the game. I think he's, he was another honorable mention guy, slowly so. and quietly had a couple good games, not ton on the stat sheet, but a yeah. couple solid first down catches and that nice back shoulder, uh, catch. So he's. He's coming yeah. on as a young guy. Yeah, we'll see like what what happens with him as you know Loic hasn't had the kind of year that you and thought. Jordan Brown's um, Jordan coming Brown's back this been, week, and that's kind of the spot yeah. he was taken. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure they'll both get some run there, especially if it's the way Coy has been playing. The defensive side of the ball, Dustin, who's getting your call? I would like you to go first on this thing because I have kind of a weird one, I guess. Uh, I gotta go with Steve Linton. Um, I, I gotta I go with Steve Linton. We've been, we've been asking for it. We've been begging for it. We've been waiting for the preseason hype, the the performance that was promised is what I called it. It was something that we <laughs> we hadn't seen all season, yes. uh, and we finally got the Steve Linton game three, uh, three sacks, uh, and, and he was just wreaking havoc out there. It was really fun to see. Uh, and you kind of you could see the potential, and you could be like, "All right, that's the guy." I understand why he was kind of getting the hype. Let's see if he can keep doing it. But I'll go ahead and give him the nod. Yeah. So mine, I want to give it to all the other defensive linemen and linebackers because I think that's good. Seventeen yeah. overall rushing yards, fifty of them being negative on the plays and sacks. I mean, Ben Roberts, Josiah Pierre, Miles Cole, Charles Esters breakout party <laughs> and our big yeah. boys Jalen Hutchings in and Tony Bradford in the middle always holding it down uh, what a performance it's like they took that loss from last year personal and that yeah. rushing attack personal and they weren't letting Baylor get anything and so I'm letting all those guys in <laughs> yeah I think yeah I think that they, they had that like group sack where like all <laughs> yeah, the defensive own- linemen had that one sack <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, one was they like were, uh, three dudes right on top of them. It was, looked like that one hurt. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, impressive. I agree with that call. All of them get in, and then um, you know, we're, you know, special teams was pretty quiet in this game. But they, you know, it, we got to mention them too. I thought Austin McNamara when you had yep. to punt was dropping dime like he was putting them no all the way inside the ten yard line. He was great. Uh, we course, still Gino had Garcia. We still had one really good punt return for forty yards from yeah. uh, Xavier or Miles. I couldn't remember who grabbed that one, but yeah, another good was punt Miles. return. That's gonna, you know, those things from the return guys and McNamara are gonna be huge in these 50-50 yes. games coming up. That field position is gonna matter a lot. So if you can pin some teams. Or you can run one out 30, 40 yards. Like that swings a lot mm-hmm. of things in your favor. And Gino Garcia is starting to quietly have a really good season. He oh, hasn't. I don't worry when he steps those, on the field. Everybody yeah. got worried. And I was like, Gino's fine. Like <laughs> He had those kind of rough 
couple yeah. weeks, but but he's really settled down now and really become a, a weapon for you. But yeah, I, I think just the special teams has been really solid for you, and yep. a quiet special teams performance is, is good. It's a great yeah. thing. Um, um, a loud one can be either good, like the quiet from the kickers, loud from the returners. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So um, things that you'll love to see the Red Raiders doing. Um, but that's going to wrap up our Texas Tech and Baylor discussion. Uh, always love beating Baylor. It's good to get on the right side of this one. Uh, real quick, our prediction review, uh, and then we'll move on to our midseason reviews. Our score predictions, Dustin had 38 to 28, so we pretty close to our score. I also had 38 for us, so we were just one point off of our score. Uh, but we both were a little high on the Baylor side. Dustin had 28 for Baylor. I had 34. We both had this being a little bit of a closer game. Offensively, Dustin had Taj going for easy his fourth straight 100-yard rush game, and that was easy cash that. Uh, I had the team getting over 200 total yards rushing. Uh, we were pretty close to that, yeah. 186 total. Um, and then defensively, we both we doubled down. Uh, on we were going to hold Richard Reese to under 100 yards, and we held him to four. So we're we held their that. whole team under that easily. I held their whole team under that. So um, a pretty pretty good predictions from us Go. this week. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to our midseason review yeah. where we're going to give out some grades and uh, give our outlook for the remaining six games. Well, the Red Raiders are halfway through the 2023 season. When we looked at this schedule at the start of the season, we saw 5-1 and one yeah. as the record for the Red Raiders getting out of this. Uh, we come out of the first half 3-3 three and three at 500. But I think when you look at those first six games, Wyoming looks like a much better opponent than I think you thought heading into the season. They just knocked off a top-ranked team at home yeah. in, in uh, Fresno State. They've only lost one game, and that was the Texas. Oregon, of course, is a top 10 team. Yeah. And West Virginia is actually, you know, I think you still wish you could have won that one, um, but they're actually having a pretty decent year. So I think when you look at those three losses, they're not as horrible, but nonetheless, three and three, not where you thought you would be at this point in the season. So we have to give out some grades. So let's start off with the special teams here. Yeah. We just kind of talked about them to end the. Uh, in that last segment, let's go ahead and give out our special teams grades for the first six games of the season. Dustin, what you have? I mean, I got to go A on the special teams. <clears throat> I mean, we've had great, great work from McNamara, like we expected. Um, Gino has been good. Like, don't make him kick 50 plus yard field goals, like I said in the first game. Like, those are just tough yeah. on any kicker. But yeah, then our punt returns have been great. And then Dre McCray with. He can bust one at any house point. call like that. You saw that Baylor came out and they kicked it opposite to Xavier White to begin the game. Yeah, uh, yeah, they didn't want to be <laughs> the first game. So like, that's gonna start affecting teams and be in their head. And so like, like we just mentioned, like if you can have an effect on the game in a very positive way, that can swing some of these fifty-fifty games in your favor. Yeah, it's, special teams has been a weapon for you that it really hasn't in past seasons. I yeah. got to go with the A minus just because of the fact that you kind of lost the Wyoming game because of some of those missed field goal kicks. If if uh, Gino's able to make a couple of those, you're you're probably four and two right now, or maybe you know who knows what what uh, win on the first game of the season would have done for you. 
Um, and, and so for that reason, you know, I, I think you can't give it a perfect grade, yeah. um, but really Austin McNamara is, you know, great. I think he's the best punter in the country. No Joe doubt. McGuire will say that every single week. Uh, he's just been a tremendous weapon for you when you, uh, when you use him. he, he continually flips the, the, uh, field, uh, to, to your advantage. And so that's been impressive. Gino has recovered and he's been really good for you lately. And then of course you have two special teams touchdowns, which is something that, uh, Texas Tech never does. So um, usually I think special teams is, is a pretty low grade for me just because it's 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 never really been much. You know, Austin McNamara is good. You can kick some field goals here and there, but it's never been a weapon for you. Right. And so um, I think A is a, a really solid grade oh, for yeah. your special teams unit. Um, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Um, the second year with Tim DeRuiter here. I think, uh, you know, we had a lot of expectations. Dustin, uh, what are you giving uh, this defense, uh, the defensive unit grade? I'm still giving A's out on this side of the ball, too. I mean, we had a 20-point game in Wyoming. Overtime doesn't count against my score for them. You had a 20-point game um, in West Virginia, and then you've had – Two other really good games, a shutout second half on Houston, a pretty much shutout entire game on Baylor with 17 rushing yards. I mean, the bend but don't break defense has been pretty, pretty good. And even like holding Oregon to mid-30s is yeah. pretty solid. Like you've had – and we're not used to this defense stuff around here is a good way to yeah. see it. So to be able to do that and you're not getting burned left and right like back in – Oh, some of our favorite defensive back corner days, Justice Nelson. <laughs> uh, so, like, I, Don't I mean, the only downside is our pass rush is not what it was advertised as. Maybe it's catching on. Um, yeah. Maybe that Miles Cole and Steve Lenders had to acclimate a little more. Uh, but through the first half, so we're talking here, not what was advertised and expected. Uh, I will say the plus of this is who we thought was going to be a weak part of our group was the linebackers. And that's probably a strength at this point. Yeah. And you have found like Ben Roberts is a stud. Your Josiah Pierre has been good. Like, like, like we knew. And then you're about to get Jacob Rodriguez back. And yeah, he's so like kind of listed as day to day now. So, which is good. And like Mike Dingle, um, and Bryce Ramirez spot play pretty good here and there, but that's good. We have found depth at the linebacking group too. So like when Jacob does come back, we're not like, Oh, thank God. We need you to play 70 defensive snaps the whole game. Like doesn't have to do that. He can spot here and there and, you know, get back to where he was. So I still give us an A overall. Cause we're not letting teams in the end zone as much trying to give our offense a chance. Yeah, I struggled to figure out what I want to do here. If I want to go B plus, just because you're three and three, and, and, and like I feel like it's hard to give out. I don't blame them for it three though. Three, like I but I, I really don't blame or the less defense. games out there. So I think I'm going to change mine to an A minus. Okay. And I'm going to give them an A as well, because like like I just did the calculation. Even combine, even giving those points that Wyoming scored on you in overtime, you're giving up 23 points per game. Yeah. And that's something that we would have begged, no begged, joke. begged for in the Mahomes, in the Cliff era, in yeah. the Mahomes era when he was here. Like twenty three points a game, you would have 
been undefeated <laughs> with with Patrick Mahomes. And so like they're they're doing a really good job. And like you said, we've lost multiple games where you've you've held opponents to twenty points. And yeah. that's that's uh that's embarrassing for the offense, which we'll get into next. So like it's I think the nitpicking is the pass rush and if if Baylor was a sign of things to come, then maybe that can change too. And then uh, you know this defense gets even better if you're causing havoc. Uh, for the quarterbacks and getting pressure on them. The run defense is as good as I've ever oh, seen God. a tech run defense. Um, there's probably some nitpicking you could do with the pass defense. You know, it feels like we're giving up, you know, pretty good 300-yard games here and there to guys. Um, but ultimately, it's been don't break kind of defense that we knew, and they're able to get stops when you need them to. And so overall, like you said, it's been an impressive unit. Some of the young guys are looking really good. The future for this defense yeah. looks great uh, with the – continued play of Good Ben point. Roberts guys like Charles Esther is starting to make a name for himself due to banks mm-hmm. um, some of the other guys you got playing in the secondary for you so um, real impressive performance from the defense so far this season 23 points per game um, pretty unbelievable for a tech defense all right what I figure will be the lowest grade yeah so we save it for last <laughs> I like that you went backwards on us here let's go to the Texas Tech offense Dustin what is your grade for the first half of the season for Zach Kitley's crew? <laughs> yeah, that's the reason partly why I'm giving out a C. You're barely passing this class over here, Kitley. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and and all this stuff we're talking about, Tarleton doesn't count. So like the five real games, I mean, some. Yeah, Tarleton does not count. I mean, 13 points and one touchdown at West Virginia wasn't fun. 20 points at Wyoming before overtime stunk. I mean, you kind of hung with Oregon until some offensive turnovers from your quarterback Mm -hmm. that were bad, like not capitalizing early on turnovers. Uh, And like I said, West Virginia was horrible. You know, like you turned it around with against probably two of the worst teams, which is a good outlook to see. Uh, But like you said, easy test passive flying colors on those two classes. So like I'm glad we're figuring out that you know Taj is the guy and he can be our workhorse. But it's disappointing that like we haven't had a hundred yard receiver yet. Yeah. Through six games. Yep. I mean Miles got close finally with 10 for 90 last game, but I mean we expected, you know, more fireworks out of this, even though uh, I had the stats in front of me just a second ago. Our offense, I believe, is second in the Big 12. So, like, we're just a little more picky with our offense over here in Red Raider land, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's like a C-. minus. I think he's barely, he's on, on the low end, like probably a 70. I, I'm giving him like a, a 70 yeah. here. Like one point away from failure. And I think like if you had a loss to nah. either Houston or Baylor, yeah, you're middle of the pack in grade. offense right now. So scratch what I said. Yeah, I don't know. I'm struggling with it because it's like, all right, you're you have Taj Brooks, and he's been the 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 light on this offense. Um, you know, the the performances at the beginning of the year weren't anything that that we were told. Um, I think like when you wear 50 burger shirts and Oof. you brag about putting up 50 burgers and you haven't even put up a 50 burger yet. Um, I think that's, that uh, makes me want to almost fail you yeah, <laughs> when you're like that cop. That. <laughs> yeah. 
when you're that cocky about it and you're wearing 50 burger shirts and you can't even put a 50 on Tarleton state. Nope. Um, I, I think, you know, he's just stumbled into this Taj Brooks performance and that's really been his saving grace is how good Taj Brooks has been. And I don't know if that means that Zach Kittley is a good offensive coordinator now, just cause he's riding the hot hand. And, and that's one of the things we've talked about is like, well, how is he going to uh, call the offense if uh, Kansas state's rush defense stops Taj? Um, but really it's just been an underwhelming offensive performance. If you tell me at the beginning of the season, we're going to hold West Virginia to 20 points. I'm going to tell you we win that game, but no, you lose. If you tell me we're going to hold Wyoming to 20 points. I think we're going to win that game. Yeah. But, oh, nope. you lose. And you know, if you hold Oregon to 38 points and, and, and uh, one of those touchdowns, you know, was a, that pick six. So it's really like 31 points that, um you held them to yeah. I'm, I'm thinking you're probably going to beat them and so it's just like three games that you're looking at that you lost that were completely like the offense's fault um and so it, it, it's hard I, I think like that you're 500 I'll, I'll give him a passing grade for now but it, it's been a really rough start to the season uh and it's really just been saved by one player <laughs> I mean yes. really like we talked about after West Virginia all the position groups beside the running back are underperforming yes um and so I think it's Taj's Taj Brooks that saves the grade or else uh, this would have been a failing grade for me, but um, <laughs> we'll see how this le- last six games go for the Raid Raiders. It starts off Saturday night, six games remain 500 on the season. Dustin, what's your outlook for the remainder of this Texas tech season? Yeah, that's what sucks about this is you went three and three and your easiest half of the schedule. Yeah, and so it's gonna be gonna be hairy down down the stretch here. Now the good thing is you have a chance in every one of these games. I mean, you play yeah. a three and two Kansas State. That's gonna be tough. They're just good. We'll talk about them in a minute. Like they're always good. I think you're one and nine in your last ten against them though. Yeah, uh, BYU's four and one. You have to play a night game up there in Provo next weekend. That's going to be tough. They're going to be hyped up on Diet Cokes and whatnot. Um, the TCU game here, you know, they're 3-3, three and three, but they've had your number lately too. Kansas isn't bad. UCF's 3-3 three and three, and then big Texas. So, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to be hopeful and go on the 4-2 and two route rather than the 3-3 yeah. three and three more negative pessimistic route. So, I'll, go, I'll say 4-2. and two out of this stretch and that gets you seven wins which is matches your last year so i would at this point i would take four and two for sure yeah at this point like you're you're just wanting to get to a ball game Um, and i think seven and two or seven and five is completely realistic here as you look at the back half of the schedule it's like Kansas State doesn't look as good as a team as they did at the beginning of the year. They've struggled on the road. That's where their two losses have come. They lost to an Oklahoma State team who couldn't put up a single point against South Alabama. Um, and then they beat Kansas State. You got BYU, who uh, you know has an impressive win over Arkansas, mm-hmm. but Arkansas hasn't been really that good in the SEC. And then they got you know Kansas kind of handled them pretty well. A newbie hasn't beaten uh, anybody right. uh, who's that, in the conference before mm-hmm. yet. So that makes me feel a little bit better about that. TCU's obviously nowhere near as good as they were last year. They just lost no. at Iowa State. Chandler Morris, I think, is hurt. Uh, so that game looks super winnable. Kansas is going to be, I think, God. the biggest toss-up. I wish we could um, play them right now with Jaden Daniels yeah. being hurt. 
but he'll probably be back by that time. <laughs> yeah, that game scares me. I think UCF, they obviously just got blown out. I think they're a team that you're probably going to beat. And then Texas, you know, I think Texas. Who knows what you so. are by then. So, really, I see, like, I think there are five winnable games here. Yeah. Kansas is kind of that toss-up. Um, but, you know, everything you wanted is still in front of you here. You're 2-1 and yeah. one in conference play. Um, you, If you wanted to compete for a Big 12 championship, um, you're still in that race. Like, you're still not out of it. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of where you want to be right now, and, and, and that's where we are. So on Big 12 championship talk, like that's what Joey and coaching staff said expectations are, you can only afford to lose one more game to still be in that talk. Yeah. Since you already lost West Virginia, you already won one point down there. You can't – two losses, you're still maybe in the talk with some other help. Three, you're definitely out of it. Like, yeah. And four and two, like I said, gets you out of it. Still a winning season, but if you want to be in the top, you know, three or four of this conference, two losses is as far as you can get. Yep, uh, exactly. And and so that I think for me, that game is the Kansas game. If you're able to beat Kansas and you're able to win these next three and then you go into Kansas and win that game, then it's like, all right, that Texas game is going to be a huge one. Yeah. Um, but you know, you could you could slip up this Saturday and, and then immediately kind of have those dreams wrecked. And so, opportunities in front of you here and your next three games, like while it's still a tough task, they definitely don't look as daunting as they kind of did before. You know, when you're looking at this season before it started, you're like, oh, Kansas State at BYU, then TCU. It's like, oh, those are going to be three difficult games, but those teams don't look nearly as tough. Neither as do we. No. <laughs> but neither do we. But neither do we. But if there's anything to hang your hat on, it's that defense and what it's been able to do for you. And um, and so, yeah, uh, I'm very excited for Saturday to see kind of how we roll out there, how we uh, handle the success of the Baylor game. Are you able to come out in front of your home crowd and get another important dub? And so – Let's move on to that game, and that game is uh, the Kansas State Wildcats coming to Lubbock. Well, another night game for the Red Raiders, as I think the next four games are all going to be night games for you. But this one uh, is at home in the Jones. It's a blackout as the Kansas State Wildcats come to town. They are 3-2 and two on the season, coming off a loss to the Oklahoma State Cowboys. That was on. They got handled uh, in that game. They got, yeah, they got handled by the Cowboys on Friday night. For, like we mentioned, the Cowboys, a team that couldn't put up a single point against South Alabama. I think it was Alan Bowman who led them oh, to yeah. victory in that game. So uh, Bowman um, getting it done. Uh, Wildcats definitely, uh, I think, a team that a lot of people thought was going to be in the Big 12 uh, title mix this year. Um, you know, with a, a couple road losses on the season, maybe not looking as tough as you originally thought, but still a team that you have to – have to take seriously, Dustin, your thoughts on the upcoming game this weekend at the Jones. Yeah, not the mighty powerful Wildcats that we've been used to, but like I mentioned not too long ago, I think you're one and nine against them in our last yeah. 10. And if you even go further than that, it doesn't get better. Like over the last nope. 15 or 20 games, they have had your number for a long time. And honestly, it's just – because of their coaching and culture that they have there. We talk about it in our season preview. We talk about it every year. 
they're just really good at everything. They don't mess up. Their special teams is good and solid. They don't penalize and get dumb penalties on themselves. And honestly, like they look a lot like how you look on the field this year. Like they have a great rushing defense. They have a good, they, they're going to want to run the ball. So that's going to be a matchup to watch. Can we still try to run the ball a little bit on their defense? Um, how can Barron throw against that to maybe make them back off a little bit to give Tosh some more room? But yeah, none of their offensive guys scare me at all. So that is no. a plus, big plus for me. I mean, Will Howard has decent numbers. Got to make sure he doesn't get out on you and run. Um, we've talked about that every week, but he's a dude that could do that. He's a Tyler Shuck, big body that can move pretty well type quarterback. DJ Giddens at running back. Like this isn't like your team from last year where you had Martinez. They're gonna run yeah, option Deuce. with Deuce Vaughn, and you know Deuce is gone. That's a big relief. I'll probably be very happy about that and say it about eighteen times on Saturday that Deuce isn't there. But it's it's gonna be a battle up front is really where it's gonna be won. Um, and. They, they don't even have, like, receivers that can blow the top off or anything, so I'm not worried back there. So maybe you can create some disruption yeah. up front with your defense. So I kind of expect a defensive battle in this game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, both both teams' strengths are, are going to be our defensive, uh, our defensive line and their offensive line, and uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see, like, who wins that battle. I've definitely been – uh, you know, we've been hyping up this Texas Tech run defense and with them not having Deuce Vaughn back there, like a guy who can just kind of break a defense by himself. I feel really confident that we're going to be able to stuff that run. And that's really what Kansas too. State's been able to do to you uh, over these years is just run the ball on you and you haven't been able to stop it. And it's whether it's their quarterback or their running back. That's just how they, they've been able to kind of manhandle you. Yeah. And this is the first year I feel really confident about being able to stop that. Now, like you said, Will Howard can be good on the move if the pocket breaks down and that's been the one weakness of your defense is is allowing the quarterback to break free when you got a good pass rush and you just don't stay home. And next thing you know, Will Howard's down the field for 15 yards. And it's a kind of a, one of those crushing first downs where it's like, Oh man, we had him. Uh, We just didn't, you know, have integrity on our pass rushes and there he goes. But uh, they're a passing offense that doesn't scare you. Um, and, And that's one of the things that, like I come into this game thinking, all right, this defense can really, really shut down this offense. I just, what is your offense going to do is it, this is the best, I think, rushing defense in the big 12 right now. They allow under a hundred, under a hundred game. I, I saw 94 or 96 yards a game, 93.4 rush yards allowed a game. Now they do give up 260 through the air. So this is a team that has been beaten in the air. Uh, Dustin, what do you expect from this offense uh, on Saturday? Yeah, it's going to be a really hard test on Kitley since we're on that kind of page because the run game is not going to be as easy as it has been the last two weeks. And so yeah, it's also going to be tough on Barron to call and get us into the right play. And then once he has to drop back and it's not, Taj can do it all for us that, you know, can he do it and not turn the ball over? Kansas State defense only has two interceptions on the year, so that's great. So maybe they're not very stingy in the back, but can he make the right calls and plays and reads um, out there? 
to open things up. Like it's, yeah. it's going to be a battle up front both ways. Yeah. That that's what I'm watching for is just how Kitley's going to adapt if the run's not there or, you know, maybe Taj Brooks is just that good that he's going to continue to, to, to be able to fight for yards and get this offense moving. But I'm definitely curious to see Kitley and Barron and how they perform in this matchup. This looks like it should be a matchup that you can win through the air. Um, what kind of plays is Kitley going to dial up if, uh, is he going to panic if the run doesn't work a couple times and right. just kind of bail on it completely? Like that's stuff I'm really watching for, um, you know, in this game. And it, how does Baron look? Does he look comfortable? Is he making the right reads? Is he getting the ball to your playmakers in space? Um, are we able to take some shots down the field? I mean, this is a team that I think you're going to be able to pass the ball on. And if yeah. you're not able to take advantage of this, it, it could be a long day for you offensively, especially if the ground game's not working. So, uh, it definitely got me a little nervous because you've been relying so much on Taj that if he if it doesn't work out, I, I'm very nervous to see how uh, Kitley will handle yeah, that. that um, that's gonna be a good. But test. if there is a, For but sure. if there is a defense that I I, I want to be able to pass on, I think this this is a perfect defense yeah. to to kind of dice up a little bit. So, um, uh, that's you know they're not super strong <laughs> at defending oh. the pass. Now, if they were the best pass defense and rush defense, I would be super nervous. But uh, there's obviously ways uh, to break this defense down, and so maybe you can wear out the pass defense and then yeah. get those linemen tired, and then that's when Taj <laughs> kind of kicks into gear in the second half. I like you your know, game, kind of running it down their throats. So uh, we'll be curious to see what that offense does defensively. We come into the game. Will Howard has 1,200 passing yards on the season, nine touchdowns. Seven interceptions. Yeah. DJ Giddens is their leading rusher, 488 yards on the season, four touchdowns. Like you said, receiver-wise, they don't really have anybody that, like, super scares you. They got the kind of versatile Ben Sennett, who's like a tight end fullback yeah. uh, kind of guy. He has 286 yards on the season, three touchdowns. And then their um, their their big receiver is Phillip Brooks, uh, who has 276 yards and two touchdowns on the season. Uh, we mentioned that the one of the strengths of Kansas State is their offensive line. They have uh, Connor Connor Beebe, I think is his name, who's one of yeah. the top offensive linemen in the country. Yep. Uh, he's probably going to be a first-round draft pick. How do you think this defense fares against this Wildcat offense? Yeah, it's good that the strength of our defense is the rush because that's what they still want to do. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we can stuff that. Um, it's still going to depend. Yeah. How's they have a really good offensive line. That's their only plus in this. Good thing is, like I said, we have good defensive line. Um, we might not get to the quarterback a lot. Can we stay in our lanes and not let Will Howard yep. get loose? Like I said, he's big six, five, two forty. Tyler Shuck status type dude. Um, but nothing besides his running really scares me. If he has to sit there and throw, I'm not that scared. Maybe we spy him a little bit now that we know these linebackers can play um, yeah. with our depth there. Um, and honestly, with like their, I don't know, non-existent, inept receiving game, like I don't think we need to dedicate a lot in the back end of that and let those guys eat because we have really good corners and set and safeties. So yeah. I think we can kind of mix it up up front and bring some blitzes a little more, almost like we did against Baylor and Shapin. Uh, and I have, I'm way more scared of Blake Shapin than I am of Will Howard. So yeah. I think we can stack the box and mix it up with 
who we're bringing and whatnot. Um, maybe get a little creative on that front. Yeah, I thought the Baylor game was like the first time you really saw some kind of exotic looking blitzes yeah. where, you know, you brought Rabbit a few times, yeah. you brought some linebackers. And so I, I definitely think we'll mix it up and try to confuse uh, the quarterback. But I mean, yeah, this is an offense that doesn't really scare me. I mean, the way your defense has been playing uh, the run game, like DJ Giddens doesn't scare me. Nah. Um, I think you're going to be able to, like, you're good enough defensive line. Like, their offensive line might be good, but I, th- I think you're still going to be able to, to contain the run to where they're not going to be breaking off huge runs like you're kind of used to in the past. And I definitely think Will Howard is a guy who, you know, almost has as many interceptions on the year as he has passing touchdowns. So that, <laughs> Good that, one. <laughs> so can he be op- opportune and, and make some make some uh, mistakes turn into uh, turnovers and maybe pick six or something like that? And so I think, like, there's definitely – this is definitely an offense that uh, I think is a good test for your defense just to see kind of how good they are. Can they dominate this game uh, and really contain Will Howard and, and, and really just like keep giving your offense the ball, uh, forcing punts and, and keep giving you opportunities to go score. So uh, I'm looking forward to this game. I think this is a good matchup. Um, I'm really excited to kind of see what happens on Saturday as this uh, defensive line of the Red Raiders clashes with this Kent State offense and then yeah. this uh, running game of the uh, or rush defense for Kent State clashes with uh, Taj Brooks. So I think some good matchups to be had. Uh, but let's get on to our predictions for this game. Shot bet. Kansas State is a uh, one-and-a-half-point dog, and Texas Tech is the one-and-a-half-point favorite. First, Dustin, let's give – uh, the listeners, your score, and then which side of the shot bet you're going with. Yeah, as I like kept talking through this stuff, and I just kept mentioning like struggles and defensive battle and whatnot, my score kept going down, down, down. I kept scratching it out. I think I'm going to settle on 27 to 21 in this one. I don't love the 21 just because I figured they would get a field goal, but who knows. The six-point win looks and sounds a lot better to me than like a three-point win. Yeah, I've got a uh, thirty to twenty-one here. Okay, um, I think I think this is a game that I think we're going to control, and maybe they score a touchdown late. But I think this is one that you kind of just have a control of. Uh, like we said, I'm not scared of their offense. I think this is a good game Ooh. for for Baron to kind of break out and have ha- have a, a good solid over two hundred yard passing game and and really make that defense work, and then that might create some running space for Taj Brooks as this defense gets tired, and then he can kind of carry you home. So uh, I feel good about this one. Uh, that means both of me and Dustin are going with the Texas Tech side of the uh, of the shot bet, going with Texas Tech as minus one-and-a-half point favorites. Dustin, your offensive prediction for this game. I think we're going to break the receiver streak and get a guy over 100 Yards this game. Miles was close last game, and you have the same thing. We are on the same yeah, really. wavelength with each other. We're going to get it this game. 100-yard wide receiver or receiver, you know, tight end, wide receiver, a pass catcher. Yeah, that's kind of that. what I was on. I was like, we got to have a receiver get over 100 yards. Miles Price was within a range of that against Baylor. Kansas State is not a great, uh, you know, defense against the pass i think this is a great opportunity for someone to break that 100 yard mark uh and surpass that with uh hopeful ease this week it would be nice to see so i'm gonna 
ride that prediction with you. So far on the season, when me and Dustin both doubled down on a prediction, it has come true. Yeah. And so um, let's hope that happens. Defensively, which way are you leaning this week? I don't know. I really am unsure. I would like us to keep riding the sack train, but those with this team have been kind of unpredictable. So I think I would just And against this offensive line. And against this O-line. So I think I'd rather just kind of get a little safer and say by two sack or two interceptions from our secondary guys. Probably what you have written down. Now I had two turnover. I had a, a two turnover game. I didn't go specifics on like the interceptions or whatnot, but it's kind of looking at Will Howard's numbers and I, I saw those seven interceptions and I thought this is a great opportunity yeah. uh, to get some turnovers. I want to go take three, but take three has burned you a couple times. And so I thought this is a good opportunity to get a couple turnovers, but I also think like the way your pass rush played last game with like some of the blitzes that you're able to bring, I think you might be able to get into the backfield and maybe cause a couple fumbles, uh, yeah, a fumble you, you or have. two, just if you're, if you're able to get to Will Howard and, and these, the linemen just seem like they have a, have their eyes keyed in on where the ball is and they've have good hands and knocking them the ball away. So I've got to go with the two turnover game. I'm not going to go say it's going to be interceptions. I think you're maybe going to get a fumble pick, uh, a combo. Um, but we're both uh, in the same lane there. So yeah, Dustin's going okay. with two INTs for the defense. I'm going with two turnovers uh, for the defense. And so to recap, Dustin and myself going with Texas Tech as the one and a half point favorite against the Kansas State Wildcats. Dustin has Texas Tech winning 27 21. I have us winning 30 to 21. Dustin and myself going with a hundred yard receiver for the first time this season, seven games in. Uh, first receiver to break a hundred yards. We're not going to name our receiver, uh, but we do think someone crosses that threshold. Defensive prediction, Dustin going with two interceptions. Uh, I've got us getting two turnovers, whether that's a fumble uh, or two interceptions, two fumbles, uh, two turnovers. And so that will do it for our Texas Tech and Kansas State coverage. Dustin, any final football thoughts for us this week? Wear black Saturday. It's a night game. They've said it's a blackout all week to give you plenty of time. If you don't wear black, we're going to – Punch you in the jejunum, like semi-pro yeah. used to say. Make you throw up. But like, this is the easiest thing to do. We're not doing a stripe out and you got to color coordinate. Wear black. It's easy. Don't mess it up. It's easy. Everybody has black colors. It's October. It's, it's spooky season. Black is the easiest thing to wear. It's a blackout. I, I have faith in Red Raider Nation. We love a blackout here. We do. Uh, but we will. I 100% bet we will see some girl wearing a denim dress again. God, I'm going to um, trip her. Or, or somebody in their, their red outfit. Um, you know, who knows. Uh, but, yeah, wear black. It's a blackout. I think we got two blackouts for the next couple games. I, I bet TCU will be a blackout as well. Should be. Um, I, I, I'm good with a blackout like every game. Um, and It's always a good look. And so, yeah, wear a black to the game on Saturday. And uh, we will be, you know, at the Jones Saturday night. Uh, cheering on those Red Raiders and hoping for that W Texas Tech versus Kansas State. Can't wait. Uh, Dustin, before we get out of here for the week, uh, what is your final shot for us? Hold on. I wrote a note in there. Tech basketball. 
Yeah, and I, I wrote next to it as let's do it as a final shot. Okay. I don't want to do a whole segment about the jersey yeah. <laughs> for basketball. But I thought we should bring that up because it's the hot Twitter topic. But no, the Texas Rangers, Rangers, Rangers corner here. They are just whooping up on everybody so far. They swept the Baltimore Orioles. You have a great stat that Josh Young is 5-0 and and undefeated in playoffs so far in his Lost. career. And and playing well, too. Like he's playing, playing great. Everybody's playing great. They dominated the Orioles. Um, and now with the Astros winning Wednesday night, it is a all-Texas ALCS. It's a battle for Texas and to play the big bad Astros for chance to go to the World Series. Going to be toxic on Twitter. God, it's going to be incredible. <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting in on any of it, but uh, it's going to be great to see and watch. I'll be in Dallas next week for a couple days. Um, I'm supposed to like fly back on Wednesday, but we're kind of seeing. All right, what a ticket prices look Oof. like. Might try to. They had it sold out to... on Tuesday night with 41,000 yeah. people at that place. Yeah, it's going to be probably hard to find, so I'm probably not going to end up – you're probably not going to end up seeing me there, but, you know, we, we might take a look and, and see what happens. You know, i got got friends with connections possibly who can maybe come through for us. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a pretty fun game last night. Fun to see Josh Young having the postseason success he's having. Um, and, yeah, Texas uh, versus, uh, versus Houston, this is the, uh, the time it would have been great to have Arley on the pod. No joke. <laughs> a little uh, – uh, we uh, podcast rivalry here with the Astros and the Rangers. Um, and, and I'll let you take the Jersey uh, thing. Cause since you wanted to, to bring it up, go ahead. And, and um, what did you want to talk about? Oh, I just wanted to, Texas tech? to just bring it up. I mean, tech kind of unveiled new jerseys today uh, with some bigger font and number in the middle. People hate where the Under Armour logo is like middle of the neck. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that. I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. I think you don't like some of them. I actually I like the red one. I thought the red one looked pretty nice. Uh, I thought the white one is all right. Like it, it looks good. I think the black one looks like awful. I, I kind of like terrible. the black Red Raiders one. I, I don't, I don't of, know the out of the three. I, I don't know. I feel like it looks weird. Maybe it's like the picture. It looks like. It looks like Photoshop, kind of. I don't know. Um, but then, as we were are speaking at like nine o'clock on Wednesday night, Tech Basketball also posted pictures, and we were wearing like our old jerseys, anyways. So, like, I don't know what we're maybe, doing now. <laughs> maybe they're just like alternate jerseys <laughs> that, we, that we released. Maybe these are like the new throwback stuff. I can't remember, but I'm just confused now. Yeah, people this afternoon were getting all hot and bothered about these new jerseys, whether love or hate or whatever. I mean, call me old, but people, I don't care what we look like as long as we win. Yeah, I mean, people will hate them if we start losing in them. Yep. Will, will <laughs> exactly them right. They'll look just like the gray real, jerseys. They'll look really dumb if we lose. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that we posted another photo with uh, – yeah, see what I'm saying? In the regular. Now I'm confused, but whatever. Maybe we're just going to get all of the jerseys out of the closet and take pictures with them every day until the season starts. Well, those are like the old throwbacks. Aren't they like the like... old new throwbacks? Yeah. I, I feel like that 
you know, you're not going to get rid of that jersey. That jersey is a nice look. So, uh, and it's got the, you know, it's the Andre Emmett Knight jersey. Yeah. So I think you're definitely like that's a good look. That's my favorite jersey that we no have. Doubt. Um, but yeah, you know, I think the new jerseys. I, I like the red one. I think it looks pretty nice. Like I'm not gonna lie. Um, I kind of hate this whole like minimalist jersey thing that everybody's been going through the last like five years. Yeah, I'm just ready for a new apparel contract, kind of. I'm, yeah. I'm ready for this Adidas Mahomes. Why does everybody hate the Under Armour logo in the middle of the neck? I don't know. Maybe. I saw a bunch of that, maybe. and I'm like, really? Maybe. That's <laughs> We're worried if we don't like that? I, I mean, I'm pretty indifferent on the whole thing, so it's like, <laughs> I'm just, I like what people are getting upset about. <laughs> I think people are just tired of Under Armour, so they're just maybe. like, ah. <laughs> They see the Under Armour logo and they're like, no, <laughs> God, no. Uh, but, you know, I'm always down for a, a fresh new look. Like, it, it's always kind of nice to trot out something new. Um, and so, you know, I, I think I always like the red basketball jerseys. Um, and so I, I, I kind of like that look. I think it's a fresh look. But uh, my final shot, I, you know, I, I, I kind of just wanted to talk about Rangers, talk about those jerseys. Uh, but I feel, feel like we got to mention that the – the women's soccer team keeps keeps getting it done. Yeah, they beat TCU on, on Sunday to get sole possession of first place in the Big 12 Conference. They're still undefeated. They're, I think, ranked number six right now six. in the country. Um, and so they got a couple games left. They got one, I think, this week sometime. And then they play on Sunday against Oklahoma State at home to wrap up the season and hopefully be a uh, Big 12 championship wrap-up party. So shout-out to them and their continued success. And uh, you know, let's get the job done, get that big 12 championship wrapped up, and then let's go win some more trophies, uh, in the postseason. Other than that, that's, uh, that's it. We're going to be watching the ALCS and Hell the yeah. Rangers and the Astros. It's going to be exciting. Um, what's happening in the other baseball games. I think the Phillies Phillies won today the... and it looks like the Dodgers, I mean, they just like Ooh. just started. So who knows? Diamondbacks are up four to nothing already. <laughs> Looks like the Diamondbacks are going to sweep the Dodgers. Um, that's crazy. So, like, the four best records in baseball might not even make nope. it out of uh, the ALDS. And Rangers the took out the top two from the AL. And then the Braves and the Dodgers are the top two in the NL, and they're both uh, on the brink of elimination. Baseball playoffs, they are crazy. Um, but – we are looking forward to the game this Saturday. We will be out at the Jones, probably be doing a little tailgating oh, before yeah. uh, this night game at the Jones. We will be in black as we are supposed to be, so look for us. Have a good time out there tailgating and enjoy the Red Raiders uh, playing the Wildcats on Saturday. And to catch everything we're doing here throughout the rest of this football season and into the basketball season, which is getting closer and closer, you got to follow us follow us on apple follow us on spotify give us those five stars it's five stars for the tailgate uh, and if you listen to us on apple you can leave us a review there and also follow us on social media we are on twitter at tailgate underscore talks we are also on facebook and instagram we also have a youtube channel where we post clips each week so subscribe to that channel uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us this week recapping that baylor w taking a look at the team midway through the season and then getting ready for Kansas State. Enjoy your weekends, and we will catch y'all at the next tailgate. Tailgate.